0: This is a Liverpool Echo podcast on Anfield Plus, the home of your daily podcasts, bringing you the inside track from Liverpool FC. Hello, my name's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the first Academy show of the new season. If it's the first time you've listened to this podcast, then the clue is in the title. It's a show entirely dedicated to Liverpool's under-23 and under-18 teams and the young players aiming to break into Jurgen Klopp's senior side. The under-23s kicked off their Premier League 2 campaign with a 0-0 draw at Brighton last Friday. And this Friday, Neil Critchley's team will attempt to pick up their first win of the season when they welcome Tottenham to Anfield. Former under-16s coach Barry Lutus is now in charge of the 18s, after Reds legend Steven Gerrard left to take over Rangers. Lutus's first competitive game was a brilliant one, as his side won 6-1 at Sunderland last Saturday. They'll look to make it two wins from two this Saturday when they face Manchester United in Kirby. To preview both of those matches, I caught up with the Echo's Liverpool FC correspondent, James Pearce. We also spoke about the performances of the academy players who appeared for the first team in pre-season, including Curtis Jones and Rafa Camacho, the other youngsters the club has high hopes for, and the ones who are out, or who will be going out on loan. Enjoy. An Anfield Plus podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Okay, Hi James, thanks very much for, for joining me. You've just been down to the academy today uh, ahead of the first home matches of the season for the under-18s and under-23s. What's the mood like down there? Yeah, very good. It's, uh, it's of the, the place
1: has had a significant makeover over the summer. They've obviously uh, spent a few quid doing the place up and uh, you know it's, it's looking uh, very plush with a, a new paint job and there's been a, you know, a new TV gantry put on the main pitch there. Um, it's, it's now on the other side actually that people who watch the youth games on LFC TV or, or notice this coming season and uh, yeah was lucky enough to sit down with Neil Critchley for 20-25 minutes and then the same with, with Barry Lutas who um, obviously a name probably not known to too many people but the, the man who stepped up from uh, the under-16s to the 18s to replace uh, Steven Gerrard so uh, yeah both both of them in, in great spirits, obviously the 23s uh, played their first game last week away at Brighton, drew nil nil. Um, and then the 18s had a resounding win, put, put six past Sunderland. So, uh, so yeah, both both of them very much looking forward to, to playing on home turf for the first time this season. With the uh, the 23s, they got Tottenham at uh, at Anfield on Friday night, and hoping for a big crowd for that. And then uh, you know a, a huge game for Barry Luther's first home game there.
0: Man United, 11 o'clock, Saturday morning at the academy. Yeah, let's start with the 23s then last season it was wonderful for them wasn't it, they think they finished second in the league may well have won it if players hadn't gone out on loan the success story that was Trent, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, then lads on the bench in Premier League games how was Neil Critchley really is he just looking for more again this season? Yeah, I think so I think um,
1: you know certainly spoke about his, his pride at, at, at watching on over the summer is. The likes of Curtis Jones and, and Rafa Camacho and, and Nat Phillips, uh, probably the three main ones who who stepped up and, and impressed so uh, so much for the for the first team, especially on the tour in America. Um, and, and you know, I think he's just very keen to get the message across to his players that you know that, that could be them in you know six, twelve months time or whatever, if uh, if if they equip themselves in in the same kind of way as, as those three youngsters. So. Um, I think obviously, you know, it's always a bit tricky when you're over the other coach, of the under twenty threes, because you never really know who you're going to have week to week because um, you know, it does change so much. I mean, the twenty threes undoubtedly would have won the league last season if if almost half the team hadn't gone out on loan in the second half of the season. Um, but you know what that did mean is that a lot of the younger players did did get decent experience of under twenty threes football and. And I'm sure that helped the likes of Curtis Jones and Rafa Camacho when it came to to stepping up to Melwood. So um, yeah, I think I think Critchley will certainly certainly be looking for uh, something similar this time around. You know, the positive news was that, that Connor Masterson, um, you know, young Irish centre back who was it was around the first team last season. He was on the bench when uh, Manchester City came to Anfield in the the quarter final of the Champions League. Uh, and then he was he was absent from the the travelling squad for Kiev because he had a knee injury and uh, he, he kind of revealed it, it had taken him the best part of ten weeks to get over that he had a meniscus issue. So, uh, but he said you know he's now back in full training. So, uh, you know, he'll be one to keep an eye on over the next few weeks because um, you know certainly centre back is, is an area of Klopp's squad where he's not massively blessed with cover and of course there's a few senior centre backs who have had fitness issues recently. So. Um, Adam Aston is going to be one to watch, and also Liam Miller. There was a lot of talk about Liam Miller leaving the club this summer. I think so there were certainly uh, strong reports in the East that Sunderland thought they were going to sign him, um, but uh, you know, critchley adamant that Liam Miller very much remains a, a Liverpool player. Um, and you know, he's, an, he's another one who you know, is an exciting attacking force. Who um, you know, he'll be he'll be one to watch out for as well over the coming weeks and months.
0: Definitely. It's crazy you talk about Curtis Jones and Rafa Camacho there. They're seventeen, eighteen, I think, respectively. Like they could be playing for the eighteen still or starting out in the under twenty threes, but they've they've been on the fringes of the first team. What what do you reckon their aims are for this season? Is it just to, to establish themselves in the twenty threes, maybe get a game time in the first team? What what do you think they'll be looking to do? Yeah, I think um yeah, I probably I think
1: it's probably back to almost reality for them after an amazing experience over the six weeks of pre-season because um, you know I don't think either of those two lads could have done any more to advance their claims with Klopp than than, than what they did with uh, with you know not only their performances but the way that they uh, you know with their attitude and, and application that they showed in the in the training sessions. Yet the squad is so deep that it is it is going to be difficult it's difficult for them to you know to secure senior game time. I think. Potentially, both of them might be looking at the League Cup and think yeah. you know, that is probably the most likely area for them to get their senior debut. Um, but yeah, the big the big thing is for them to, you know, to you know, obviously, they're, they're still going to be around the first team squad at Melbourne, but I think you know, that they, they would have been under no illusions that in pre-season it was a, a depleted first team squad. You know, what, what they did certainly hasn't gone to waste because they left such a lasting impression on clock um and, and now you know their challenge is to is to go back to the you know when they when they are on academy duty with the 23s to 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 maintain those those high standards because when Klopp does need reinforcements this season they need uh, they need to be able to prove to him that they can be relied upon
0: definitely the goalkeeping situation though no. We've reported today. I think Mignolet is being linked with Napoli. Is this a chance for Kamal Grabara if he keeps on impressing for the under 23s like I think he did in the first game against Brighton? You know, it's a chance for him to become the number three at Liverpool. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I think because I think obviously there's, there's, there's going to be there's going to be some movement on the transfer front before the window shuts. And I, I'd be I'd be amazed if Mignolet and Carrius, both Liverpool players, come the end of August. Because uh, you know, I think Mignolet for starters has made it very clear that you know he, he didn't, he wasn't happy being the number two in the second half of last season, and clearly with Alisson Becker in now, you know that's not gonna that's not gonna change for him. So uh, yeah, I think you know, Grabara it does look like he's going to be the number three uh, this season, and uh, yeah, I've, I've always everything I've seen of him, I've I've really liked. You know, he's a although he's still very young in goalkeeping terms. He is a big kind of commanding presence, and um, yeah, he he certainly enhanced his reputation probably more than anything during Liverpool's run to the quarterfinals of the UEFA Youth League yeah. last season. He delivered some some great performances in that run, and uh, you know, hopefully, he can uh, he can be an absolute rock for the the
0: 23s this time around. Definitely, that game against Tottenham on Friday night at Anfield. Do you think we might see your Curtis Jones, Rafa Camacho? You know, with the Palace game a couple of days away. Do you think you might see some of those lads who've uh, been on the fringe of the first team, playing for the 23s? Yeah, I'd
1: have thought so. I mean, uh, Neil Critchley was asked about it today, and he he said it was too soon to to be able to 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 tell for definite. He said, you know, you know, that's one of the things with you know life as under 23s manager. It's you know, he 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 kind of said that even when they're training, you know, they, they never really make plans, specific plans for. Specific players in the opponent's team, or for specific roles for people in his team, because he said it is so fluid, it can change so much. You know, not only the team that you're going to be able to put out, but who you're going to be playing against. Just the nature of under 23s football, and yeah, he he seemed pretty hopeful that with the first team not playing until Monday night, um, that he he would have a few first teamers. Um, you know, you'd, you'd imagine um, Curtis Jones and Rafa Camacho. It would it would make sense for them. To be involved because, you know, barring a you know a calamitous run of injuries in training in the next couple of days, it's difficult to see them being required down at Palace. So, um, so yeah, hopefully, you know, uh, we should we should see them. And then, you know, last week down at Brighton, he had Shea Ojo, yeah. um, you know, a, a Liverpool young winger who, you know, I, I just I still expect him to leave the club before the end of August, probably most likely on loan to a Championship club um and pedro chirivella who who looked pretty certain to leave the club permanently just after the tour of america after liverpool agreed a fee around 3 million with rosenberg but uh, you know he he ended up turning down the chance to go and play in norway he wanted to stay put and, and wait to see what other options came up so um you know, unless their situation changes in the next kind of 24 hours then you know chirivella and ojo are, are two others as well who it uh, who may well be involved
0: Good stuff to the 18s Man United this Saturday. I believe they they got off to a winning start last week. didn't they beating Sunderland six one. How was the the new man in charge? Good to speak to.
1: Yeah, very good. Yeah, really, really nice guy, Barry Lutas Yeah, I think um, obviously different for him because you know the the, the media side to be the 18s manager is is very different. You know, the 18s is, is pretty much the the, uh, the first age group where where there is that kind of exposure and. You know, of course, the games are on LFC TV. You've got, obviously, the local media interest as well. So, you know, I think that will take a bit of getting used to. But certainly, you know, coaching-wise, he he's taken on that job with a, a fantastic reputation. You know, he's been at Liverpool for five years. Um, grew up in Fazzacoli, you know, worked as a coach at Wigan and Bolton initially. Came to Liverpool in, in 2013. Worked his way up the ranks from, you know, mainly working with the under-12s to the under-10s initially um and then and then moving on to the sixteens and you know, I think, you know, it was telling that Liverpool did look far and wide for uh, you know, to consider their options once Stephen Gerrard had uh, had taken the Rangers job. But um, you know, the the fact that they uh Alec thought decided the answer was kind of right under their nose which with Barry Lutas I think uh, says a lot about the way in which in which he's regarded at, at Kirby. So um yeah, he was on good form. I think, um, you know, similar to under twenty threes in the fact that um, you know, the way that last season finished with you know, the twenty threes being depleted, um, it, it led to a lot of under 18s players stepping up to the twenty threes and getting good experience. Similarly a lot of the sixteens had to step up to the eighteens to fill the void, um, in the second half of last season and, you know, although the results weren't weren't fantastic. Um you know I think he feels that that experience they gained in the closing months of the season will will stand them in good stead for, um for, for the for the months ahead and he's got a he's got a very gifted group there I think you know they yeah. got off to a flyer at, at Sunderland and um you know he seemed uh, seems pretty
0: optimistic about what they could go on to achieve this season. One person who was on the score sheet at Sunderland was Bobby duncan it's, it's quite a story he's got quite a backstory isn't he It's the road that's led to him coming to Liverpool
1: yeah yeah i think um you know it's an absolute dream dream move for for bobby duncan you know he's um obviously you know steven gerard's cousin and uh grew up uh you know dreaming of, of following in in gerard's footsteps it, you know it didn't happen for him at liverpool um initially you know he had trials when i think he was about 10 11 years of age uh didn't didn't work out ended up uh, you know finding his way to man city and and you know, he did very well at Man City. I think, I think the big, the big problem for him there, which a lot of young players have faced, is, is just not really seeing a pathway through to the first team. And um, you know, he could have stayed at Man City and signed a very lucrative professional contract, but um, was, was didn't. You know, that that wasn't. You know, that that wasn't the, uh, you know, the the lure for him and his family. You know, they wanted to see a pathway through to the first team. They. And, you know, that obviously, you know, he comes from a family full of full of Liverpool fans. And I remember going over to an interview with him a couple of years ago when he, he became the first England player at any level to score a hat-trick against Brazil. And, um, you know, it was pretty clear from the conversation that night that, you know, the hope was that one day he would become a Liverpool player. Um, you know, I, I got the impression at the time that, you know, Liverpool would have loved to have signed him, um, but... Uh, anyone who knows the intricacies of the English academy yeah. system knows it's actually it's actually very difficult to sign a player from another Category One academy. Um, and you know, if, if Liverpool had taken it to a tribunal and, and tried to sign him at that time, you know, you could have been looking at a seven-figure yeah. fee, which obviously for you know a fifteen, sixteen-year-old boy, um, you know, would have been you know a major gamble. You know, regardless of how much potential you you think he's got now the way things worked out you know he was he was essentially without a club for the whole of last season because you know he wouldn't sign the contract with city so effectively left city last autumn um and you know i think testament to how good he is the fact that england youth continued to pick him even though he effectively didn't have a club last season he was training with wigan's first team just to just to retain his fitness um in in the hope that you know the move to liverpool would happen now of course liverpool um, you know, had a, a transfer embargo uh, imposed on them for for 12 months, um, so that you know that didn't run out until I think April time. So um, it was, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a big surprise when it happened this summer. But it was, you know, it was, you know, I, th- I know for Liverpool, it was, you know, fantastic. You know, they were absolutely delighted to get that one over the line because in the end, you know, City did it effectively back down and and agreed for. It. To do the deal with Liverpool to accept, I think only about two hundred thousand pound in compensation. So, um, you know, from Liverpool's point of view, you know that, that did not represent anything resembling a gamble. I think for that, for for someone um, of, of his calibre, and he's a, he's a real goal scorer. Yeah. Um, I've seen seen a bit of him playing for Man City and for England youth teams as well. And yeah, it's going to be exciting to see um, what he does. I think he came off the bench last weekend and scored a penalty. Um, and yeah, you know, he's one who it wouldn't surprise me
0: whatsoever if we if we see him make the leap from the 18th to the 23s pretty quickly. Exciting times, and the great thing is what you've just said there. You know, there's not always that pathway at Man City. People have seen it now at Liverpool that it exists, doesn't it? We've seen it last season with Trent, and we've seen it this summer in preseason. But yeah, yeah um, you know, we have, and I think you know
1: that, that's, that, that that makes a massive difference as well. I think when it comes to. Recruiting players because um, you know, I, I know from speaking to agents and and, and, and people, at, uh, you know, even at other clubs over over the summer that you know, they, they, there's a real feeling now that you know, if, if you've got a, a son um, who's who's a very gifted young footballer, that Liverpool is the place to be because you know, not only do they have a, a top class. In Game there. It's not. It's not one of those clubs where. Not, not only in terms of what you've done on the field, but the the, the kind of lad he is as well. You know, you you show him the right attitude and temperament, then then he'll throw you in.
0: Definitely. One final one before I let you go, mates. A, a piece you just put on the website this evening, actually. The new appointment to the the first team coaching staff. From what Neil Kritzler was saying, it's good for the uh, for good for the academy as well. If you care to explain. Yeah, um, obviously Pep
1: Linders coming back to the club this summer, and he was you know he was, he was promoted to the first team staff actually by. Uh, by Brendan Rogers, you know, only a few months before Klopp's arrival in in twenty fifteen, and you know, uh, swiftly made like a you know a huge impression. Um, you know, a very highly rated coach who, who initially had worked with the under 16s at Liverpool's academy, um, and then you know, in his previous role as first team development coach, before he he left and had a short spell in management in Holland between January and May this year. Um, you know, he was he, he was that key link between. Uh, the Kirby Academy in Melwood, you know, he would be the man that would pick up the phone every morning and and sort out, you know, how many young players would come to Melwood for training. Um, you know, he would be the one then giving feedback to Alex Singlethorpe and his staff at the academy about how young players had, had got on at Melwood. Um, and yeah, I think Neil Critchley today you could tell was you know absolutely buzzing at the fact that Pep Linders has been brought back. And so you know, interestingly, because Pep Linders' job has changed since he's come back because obviously with no with no Bovac, um, you know, he has got greater responsibilities and uh, you, know, he, you know obviously we're still waiting for Bovac's exit to be officially confirmed by Liverpool but Pep Linders is effectively one of Klopp's assistant managers now alongside Crowitz. Um, but you know Koritchny made it pretty clear today that uh, that hasn't led to any less interest being shown in the Academy by by Pep Linders. You know he's he's passionate about youth Development and um, you know he's he's still the, the key link between the two the two bases and um, yeah I think that that kind of gives the youngsters hope as well because uh, everything that goes on at the academy Pep Linders hears about and um, you know those, those who are who are making waves over there it will it will certainly get back and, and lead to uh, to opportunities to catch Klopp's eye at, at Melwood when they when they um, you know because you know, frequently especially in something like the international break coming up yeah. when, when the squad's depleted. You know, that's, a, that's a time when young players who maybe have never been to Melbourne before um, will get invited up and you know, Pep Linders is, a, is, a, is kind of central to, to picking which one of those young players
0: um, get, gets those kinds of uh, opportunities. James, thanks very much for your time mate. No worries mate. An Anfield Plus podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The under-23s game with Tottenham at Anfield on Friday kicks off at 7 o'clock. And just a reminder, it is an all-ticket match. Tickets cost £3 for adults and £1 for concessions and can be purchased up until 5pm on Friday from the ticket office at Anfield. Season ticket holders and members can gain free admission but they must still secure their tickets in advance. We'll have a look back on the match in our next Academy show. Bye for now. You've been listening to an Anfield Plus podcast on the LFC Echo app.